so what is acting? <laughs> oh no. What is, what is <laughs> acting? What what is really role playing? Aren't we all just role playing in in real like every day? We're just playing these roles. Joseph, Joseph, when I signed on for this, I was told this was going to be fun. I was not told we were going to embark into deep philosophical <laughs> like cogitations on this whole thing, say. sir. Who wants to have an existential crisis? Uh, you're too late. <laughs> I've already been doing that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Huzzah, where we teach players how to play tabletop role-playing games and entertain veteran players. We're so glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy the show. Huzzah! Anyway, I hope we didn't lose uh, any subscribers. <laughs> um, <laughs> all eight of them. But oh. anyway, oh. <laughs> even if we do have just the eight, like the eight are special and important and we love them. I don't want to make yeah. the eight yes. feel bad. We appreciate that you're here. Yeah, I, I love them so much that I'm going to actually list, read a list of uh, Star Wars theme puns. Ah. Um, so you you raise me up. You you Ray. Oh Ray, yeah, that's more of a visual one. Okay, okay. Looking good. Looking. I just googled this on Google Images. Yoda Obi Wan for me. Oh, I love that one. Oh, that's that's. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got this. This is it, and it's probably the show title. Okay. Uh, you are too cool. <laughs> anyway okay see all right yeah all right that's the show guys thanks, thanks for listening thanks for coming we'll see you next week that's all folks so uh role play yeah what Try is bring role it. playing well you, you you said it before it, it is it is a form of acting that's that's what it really boils down to is just it's more informal. I think that the big question is when it comes to these role-playing games is a, how do you get into role-playing? Cause we've all seen the uh, critical role and seen voice actors who do this professionally, mm-hmm. then come and play this game and set the gold standard mm-hmm. or what many people think is the gold standard. <laughs> we are not I, Matthew Mercer. <laughs> uh, uh, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's actually a yeah. great starting point, Jeff, because what they're doing and this might be a hot take. I don't know how people are going to react to this. Um, I, I'm, honestly, I'm surprised people are even listening to, at this point in the show. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> what do we have to lose? <laughs> um, but uh, Critical Role, that's not role-playing. Huh. That's acting. No. That's acting. That is that's straight up act. I, I, I agree with you. They are actors. They are professionals. Mm-hmm. This is what they do for a living. Yes. And, um, you know, they just happen to start filming themselves playing D&D, but they use it as an actual practical exercise for their career. It's a business. You know? They are they are yeah. paid. Uh, they, they have a contract where they are professionally performing in front of an audience mm-hmm. or in front like for for money. Whereas, uh, you know, for people like us, we are not professional mm-hmm. actors mm-hmm. and nope. the yes. people probably listening to this show are not professional actors. In fact, they play with their friends right. or with total strangers 
And mm -hmm. the difference between those guys and us and you listening on the show, you are just there to have a good time and you're doing the best you can <laughs> every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> would you say the difference between role playing and acting is whether or not it's professional? Uh, I would say acting is its own uh its own, its own category it's like, yeah yeah well it's like it's its own its own craft right right like mm -hmm. nobody role plays professionally <laughs> not that i'm aware of anyway i mean that might be a thing uh, and i'm just not aware but like mm. if you are a professional role playing that means i think you're an actor i think right. you uh have probably taken classes mm -hmm. on how to do this or you've trained mm. you know whether it was Meisner method or Straussberg method or method acting like all these like techniques essentially like so I think there is a, lo a level of training that goes into one and not the other role playing right. to me seems more right. like a hobby and acting is like what people because oftentimes people when they I know right now in 2021 when people are getting into D&D &D, or even last mm -hmm. year or in recent years when people are getting into D and D, they're getting in because of Critical Role, mm -hmm. right? Which I think sets a not a good expectation. Well, yeah, and I've seen this. We've had this oh, discussion yeah. about. I think we had this a little bit of this discussion last year when we were talking about GMs and the expectation for your GM. There's the Matthew Mercer effect, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where a lot of new players expect their GMs to come out with these crazy miniature sets or doing all the different every character's got a different unique voice and personality and i was like yeah if i had you know could spend 24 hour you know all that time and have all those resources available to me sure i could probably pull something like that together but i don't <laughs> we should do like um we should drop in like definitions to things as like a as like a, a bit in the show sure. I'm gonna, I'll let, mm. yeah so like I, like I, I don't know if you've ever have you ever seen a show where like there's like a british man's voice who like tells you like a definition or whatever like oh yeah 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 if you, you watch like the the great british baking show or something <gasps> yes. like that they do that all yes. the time okay so what is a souffle or whatever. Can we hire him? Let's do that. Do it. Like, <laughs> do it. The Matthew Mercer effect is what people call it when the fans of the show get into D and D, carrying the expectation that their sessions should be at least as good or similar to what they've seen in the show. Not keeping in mind that the players seen on Critical Role have years of experience in both D and D and acting. And that was yeah. perfect, Joseph. Yeah. We don't need to hire that guy. We got Joseph. It's fun. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, we got Joseph. <laughs> not my, not so, British at all. No, but it was great. <laughs> right, it was. Great. So Nathan, what were you, what were you trying to say before your dog rudely interrupted <laughs> you? <laughs> no, what I was trying to say is that uh, I really do consider acting and role playing entirely different because I don't know if uh, y'all know this about me. I used to act a lot. I was in a ton of plays, uh, Legend Sleepy Hollow, all this stuff. Cool. And the mindset I got into acting was completely different than that of role play. Um, oh, yeah. Role play is more of this casual thing. And sure, you know, I might try to do a, a bit of a, a British voice to try to jazz up a character from now and then. But I'm mm -hmm. not doing anything, you know, like reading lines or from, a, from right. a preset script or anything. I think role playing is the informal version of acting, but it's it's even harder to like compare the two things. Um, I think role playing is you just gotta kind of go with the flow, 
And if you if your mind thinks of something, you say it, and that's the fun part about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I stepped at that from the other side as a GM versus a director. You know, they're two different concepts completely, but it's a similar mindset of when you're directing a short film or an episode of whatever, you have your script, you have your, your rundowns and everything. You know everything that's supposed to happen, and there is no variation. It's going to happen. What's written on that paper when you show up that day, that's what's going to happen. When you get down at the D&D table, if you're a GM, no matter what you've written down on that piece of paper, you know there's you may cover one sentence of what's on that actual yeah. piece of paper of your notes. And then the players decide, you know what? We're going to go left. And you're like, I don't have anything to the left. So I'm going to set this to the side and I'm just going to start winging it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's 90% of the, and that's what the difference for role play to acting for me is acting. You know, what's coming mm-hmm. in role play. You have no earthly idea what's going to come next. And that's what makes it fun. Well, and you know, there are like techniques uh, where improv is like the whole thing, you know, for instance, um, I might be mansplaining this a bit, but Meisner essentially is this sort of um, respond as the character would respond uh, but you have to be open to as many possibilities as possible. Um, mm-hmm. I guess in, that's pretty similar to what you're saying. But also there's, um, from the player perspective, it, it's really hard to predict what's coming up. Because, uh, oh, yeah. you know, the GM is either going to, like, going to spoon feed you the whole time. Or he's going to try and surprise mm-hmm. you a lot. But I guess that kind of dips into, you know, as a role player, what do you do? to role play well like what are some things that you can unpack for people to to kind of get off on the right foot as like a first-time role player or or even with a new party uh one thing i like to do when it comes to making characters um i think i mentioned this is write a little bit of a backstory uh it helps you really get into how that character reacts would reacts and would act Mm -hmm. Uh, to a bunch of situations mm-hmm. uh, like let, let's take her example just looking back at one of my characters his name was uh, Alfred Tafton uh, this character he grew up in a small village he didn't know a lot about the world and something called the bloodstorm happened and it just destroyed everything and he was the only one oh, left no. alive so he is kind of solemn uh, and he doesn't under he's trying to fix things but he constantly is like kind of a newborn baby effect when he goes into these big cities and he sees magic and he sees this weaponry he's like what the heck is this this is cool i never saw this in my village i'm, I'm mm. learning but at the same time he's keeping solemn of i bet people in my village would have been amazed at this too so kind of go in mm-hmm. have your backstory really affect how you act and kind of your All thinking right. mm-hmm. can really just help lay a good foundation for how your character would deal with different scenarios cool. that's solid advice that is great when i'm dealing with newer players who you tell them yeah you can make any character you want they always get like frazzled because they have no idea and so when i'm working with them i always tell them hey pick a character that you know if it can be somebody from pop culture or obscure culture if you want i don't care but somebody that you know because you've seen it a million times whether it's a comic book character or movie character whatever and then we'll build a character out of that and then you have that personality in your mind so it's a guiding light for you as it were Mm -hmm. you can think okay how would that character that you've seen a million times react to this scenario Mm -hmm. that's how you're going to go 
and it's kind of it's kind of your training wheels for a brand new player mm-hmm. until they get confident enough to create their own. Yeah, don't be afraid to make Lego last from Lord of the Rings and make his name uh, last Lego, <laughs> and then just run. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, for example, I mean, I'm playing in. A, I'm trying out a new system with a with a group of friends. We're trying out the Sentinels of the Multiverse RPG, which is a superhero themed RPG, mm-hmm. and I created Harry Dresden. I just renamed him to a different extent, but kept that similar personality of, you know, this jaded detective who's a wizard and kind of uh, has this whole sarcastic, jaded personality. But I was like, you know what? I don't know the system that well, so let me create something that I'm familiar with personality-wise so I I can focus on learning the system. You know, I had fun with it. I'm having fun with them so far. We've only created the characters. We only played like one session, but I'm like, you know what? This could be a lot of fun, a fun character anyway, just because I've usually play these noble, righteous characters. And now I'm getting to play somebody who's just a smart aleck the whole time. Right. Uh, yes, I can relate to the smart aleck. Characters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I did name him Harold. So he ha- he hates J.K. Rowling. Because everybody calls him Harry. Potter. Yeah, it's Harold Potter, <laughs> not Harry. Harold Potter. No, no, he's his name is Harold, but everybody calls him Potter because of the. Oh, Harry I thought Potter his last name actually was a... Potter. No, 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 no. His last <laughs> I forgot what his last name is, but it's not Potter. I just wanted that to be one of his quirky traits that, you know, he hates J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just mentioned something actually pretty interesting when making and role playing a character. Give them a weird quirk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that may never come up in one of our sessions, but it was one that I put down on the on my character sheet just because I was like, you know what? This will be an interesting quirk. And I kind of left it out there hoping one of the other players in the group will use it more than the GM. Because I, I am a GM who loves inner party like jokes and jabs, mm-hmm. that friendly banter between players. Oh, yeah. In a, that can be a lot of fun. Joseph and I have had fun with that before, and 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 that was, but you know, it's that inner party stuff where it's not necessarily blow is going to blow up into full PvP, but just creates that nice, comfortable role play between the players. Because, I mean, I don't know if you've had it, Nathan, but when my players start role playing between themselves, and I can actually sit back and just relax as a GM, it's one of my favorite moments in a game, because they become so entertaining to me. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen to me a few times. Uh, and I've really enjoyed it because when that role play kind of starts, I have in my groups, there are some that don't role play as often. They're not used to it yet. Mm-hmm. And with that, they get on board and they start role playing. So it's really cool to see like them start mm-hmm. to role play, but the others kind of continuing the conversation. It's a nice breather of just, I get to recollect my thoughts, see what's going on. But it's also like, they're having a good time. I can tell by the way they're role playing. And it's really encouraging to the GMs to see some natural role playing, even mm-hmm. if it's picking on each other mm-hmm. playfully, it, it, it's still funny role play that makes the, the story have a lot more meaning to yeah. it. I, I think so. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to deal with the overall plot of what's going on in the story either. It can just be them goofing off together for a few minutes and just kind of, yeah, just hanging out. And that's one of my favorite things is when it doesn't even have to do with the plot that I've presented. They're just kind of having an inner party conversation. 
there was one character I had, I, I forgot the character's name, that I was, I jokingly was like, guys, I'm going to make him a hopeless romantic. <laughs> and <laughs> there was a solid, out of every session, I think there was a solid five to ten minutes of them trying to hold me back from just flirting randomly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Jocelyn, you, you, you got some thoughts? Well, I mean, I, I think all of my things have kind of been mentioned, but backstory is very helpful to me. Because if I know that, you know, she was almost trampled by a moose or something, and so now she has a fear of, I don't know, random moose in the wilderness, <laughs> just mm-hmm. off the top of my head, that really helps dictate how she reacts in any given situation. Uh, so I like mm-hmm. to have backstory, but I also like to have something like, it could be a quirk, but it could also just be something that's kind of her own little side quest or just her own personal thing that she, her own personal goal uh, with Galerwin, you know, she had her Jade frog and then with dusk, she was always looking for, she was fascinated with like tiny mechanical things like little teeny tiny daggers or little teeny tiny clock workings. Like she was always looking for that kind of stuff and things like that have led me off on almost little side quests and uh, it helps make the character more vivid for me, which I think in turn helps make it more vivid for everybody else. Yeah, Glerwin had some great roleplay moments too, and uh, that was fun because it was your first character, and we got to see her grow as you played her throughout the campaign. Mm-hmm. Not only as a as her character story arc grew, but you as the role player grew at the same time. And that was really fun to watch. Yeah, I had fun doing it. Yeah, she still that. has no teeth. <laughs> yeah, Glerwin uh, had some great roleplay moments where. You could see her because she was built as a socially awkward character to start with. I actually didn't mean to do that. It just kind of happened. Basically, her first three or four social interactions in a row did not pan out at all. And I'm like, well, obviously, she's no good at this. (laughs) Yeah, but you you used that to your advantage and made it a quirk of that character. Mm -hmm. That she was socially interactive or awkward. And she was looking for opportunities to learn how to be more socially Mm -hmm. adept. Like, right. It, in that campaign, my first character died, and I brought in a new character who was completely different, you know. And my second character actually had some really successful mm-hmm. social interactions. And then Glirwin came up to my character and goes, How did you do that? Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out what secrets did she was he convinced have? Convinced it was how the to cigar. Be a social adept. And I was like, uh, Yeah, just learn how to connect to people. And. <laughs> see things from their point of view and natural character growth is really hard uh to grasp Mm -hmm. as a new player um Mm -hmm. when you have you know this concept and you've got uh some minute idea of what this character's personality is like or where they came from um some advice that i would give is to rely a little bit on your party and how they interpret your character Mm -hmm. um And because that can help you flesh them out. But I think there's a, okay, another vocab word here we're going to throw out mm-hmm. for players. And that's autonomy. Uh, making sure that you are creating those de- or making those decisions as the character and you're, mm-hmm. they're not making them for you. Yeah. Yes. And, and understanding like, where does my character's personality start and their interpretation of my character uh, start as well. Mm-hmm. And, kind of figuring out um, what the party thinks of this person um, will help you naturally behave or role play. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think 
Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a that's, I that's agree a with that. really really good one. Um, and that that goes to if you can talk about your characters with your party before the game the campaign starts. Mm-hmm. Try and figure out who's bringing what. You can run your ideas across your party so that you all have an idea of what kind of personalities you want to bring to the party. Mm-hmm. And it will help, especially if you're a new player. Hopefully you have either an experienced GM or experienced another player who's played before and can help guide you through that process because it can be overwhelming for somebody who's never done it before. Right. To try and come up with a character that they are going to like to play Mm -hmm. and have fun exploring because the way your character starts at the beginning of the campaign and the way it ends, hopefully they won't be the same. Hopefully your character will have gone through some ebb and flows, both emotionally and whatnot too, because that's what makes these tabletop games so much fun. Yeah. And I think even last season we talked about like tips and tricks to, to kind of get into role playing easier. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, not everybody is going to be comfortable using a voice or like, you know, or behaving outside the way they normally would. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I personally just love playing like the 56 year old chain smokers. Like (laughs) I just want to like, yeah, like, (laughs) <laughs> I, I i love doing crazy stuff um yeah I, and i i even like when especially when you play online like i love getting real close to the webcam like and getting as if i'm getting in your face like i just love that kind of like perspective that um nice. right. kind of it's but anyway um but there you can go online and find all sorts of like tips and tricks on how to get warmed up uh you know just addressing other players by their name by their mm-hmm. in-game name oh yeah help that helps a lot. S- yeah oh yeah. yeah that really does it's, if you can remember yeah. them yeah it, it well, that's, separates that's, like reality that, from the game yeah right and that's that's one tr- trick if you're doing it online like we are in discord change change your sign on name at least for that session to your character's name so mm-hmm. everybody can see mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and that way you know, it's there in front of everybody and they can actually address you by your character's name and you can address them by their character's name. Mm -hmm. It does help, you know, and me as a GM, I try to do that. I try to address everybody. Once we're in the session, I I don't use your real names. I use your character's Mm -hmm. names. That way, you know, it helps you stay immersed because I'm going, I'll ask, for example, I'll ask Malamar, you know, Malamar, what are you up to? As opposed to Joseph, because it just that's how i'm going to keep you invested in the game mm-hmm. as it were mm-hmm. and you thinking as malamar also yep. helps provide that separation um we sort of talked about character mm-hmm. bleed last year i know and um yeah like if your character is about to do something that's kind of jerky or whatever it's it's good to have that separation it's like well malamar is going to poison the town mm-hmm. well or whatever. <laughs> we know Joseph would do no such thing, but Malamar, on the other hand, uh, okay. Only if, only if he, only if he's flying the ship. Yeah, know. I, I, okay. <laughs> I, I want to throw this out there just for the sake of like, what? Okay, so you've got role playing uh, as like this broad topic, but you know, nearly every game is going to give you some sort of uh, alignment, and. I think we ought to talk about. I know we don't have the time to go into like all nine different uh, alignments. alignments, right? 
we could have a whole episode on alignment and what it means. Yeah, so, yeah, so like what makes um for a new player who doesn't know, how would you describe an evil character, the neutral character, and the good character? Like what are the inherent uh traits, I guess? Mm-hmm. That way they can start to navigate like, okay, if I wanted to play, for instance, the 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 character who just wants to push the boundaries right like just wants to feel around for the cracks in the game and kind of act obnoxious i guess but not in a disastrous way mm-hmm. or what about the yeah. character who's so, just there to support just to be a part of the party and then you know the other characters who are like they're, they want to be the heroes i guess so I, I think the first thing I want to say is just because you're playing an evil character does not mean you have to be a murder hobo. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That is that I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions is if I'm an evil character I must try and kill everything. Just being evil just means you are trying to push an agenda that is not for the common good. That that's all it means. It doesn't necessarily mean you're trying to destroy the world or anything you may be working for an evil king who is trying to expand his territory you could have made a deal with a an unholy patron who just wants you to corrupt uh, some poor citizen or collect enough souls kind of like the davy jones deal that he made with jack sparrow i need 100 souls to pay off your debt it could be something as simple as that that could be an evil character Mm -hmm. And it could be a temporary evil character because they're bound by this contract. Neutral characters, they're just, they're selfish. They're pushing their own agendas, whatever those may be. They don't care what side of the line it is on, but they're just pushing their own agenda. And then, you know, your good characters, yeah, they're, they're, they're looking out for what they deem is good, which is, that's where it's it not necessarily kind of actually good, but. <laughs> It's it's it may not be for the common good, but it may be good for one or two people. Good is kind of a gray area. Well, that's where the whole lawful, chaotic, and yeah, that's where you have that. that. That's where you have your rows. Then you we've talked about the rows. Now we're talking about the columns: lawful, neutral, and chaotic. You know, you've got your lawful good who is going to do everything by the book. Uh, your neutral goods are going to just do what's good for everyone. And then your chaotic goods are going to, they're going to do whatever they have to. I look at chaotic good, like a Deadpool. He, he's going to do the right thing. It just may not be the right way. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I've seen people get hung up a couple of times on their alignment. Like, so they've worked really hard and they've thought about Mm -hmm. it and they've picked this alignment and then there's something they really want to do and it goes against their alignment and they're like, Oh, I can't do that. And I'm always like, no, 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 do the thing that you really want to do. Like we can change your alignment. Like your alignment is not hard and fast one because it can change. And then two, because it's really just a tool for kind of thinking about where you generally fall in a situation. It is by no means ironclad or whatever. Yeah, it's right. not binding. Alignments are totally malleable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a character mm-hmm. change alignments like three times within the span of five <laughs> seconds. Um, just because we ended up not doing some morally good stuff. And then I'm like, maybe I should change my ways. And then I went back to doing good stuff. Uh, it, was, it was a fun mm-hmm. time. Well, um, I mean, yeah, it's, alignments are, are very, very flexible. Don't I look at them as, what is your character going to do 85% of the time? That, that's kind of where you'll want you to think about your alignment. 
don't think of it as I have to do this because I am a lawful good or I have to do this because I'm chaotic, neutral. Think about it. What am I going to choose 85% of the time? Because you have to account for variables in situations. Right. Um, Another thing I like to uh, approach is that neutral, you know, a lot of neutral characters are only out for themselves. Um, But I think neutral is sometimes one of the most uh, interesting types of alignments to play. Uh, because with neutral, not only are you sometimes just looking after yourself, but sometimes, uh, in the case of one of the characters that I'm possibly going to make, if one of my characters dies, whoops, um, <laughs> what he doesn't know himself. Mm. He doesn't know what his power should be used for. He's going to be in neutral uh. purely because he's trying to figure out what he wants in this world. Because mm-hmm. he's been told that he's supposed to be evil, but he's also been told by the evil that it's good. Mm. So he doesn't know exactly how to think of what he has so uh, i see where he's he, going with that he's a neutral he's just i'm right. trying to figure myself out and whether that leads me towards evil or good is entirely up to how i learn the world yep and i think it's sometimes bad to look at the good and evil as lex mm. luther and superman or uh joker and batman because it those are very gray areas it's hard to define that but I think you can say how you said it, Jeff, is does it go good for just in this case, let's say humanity. Is it good for humanity or is it going to set us back some? Is, mm. is, is that the best way right. to describe it? I think it's a really good way. Yeah, that's mm. that's how I look at it. What's the greater good and what are your actions doing to progress that greater good or not? And then neutral characters, I think like the idea of kind of that mercenary character as a neutral character who you know who's going to offer me the most money you know i don't really necessarily care one way or the other which side of the fence i'm on or Mm -hmm. you know what's best for me in this current scenario Mm -hmm. like the uh like benny from the mummy oh benny (laughs) you know he'll make he'll make a deal with whoever is the biggest threat at the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so he doesn't take incur the wrath I, but he goes back and forth. He he really doesn't have a. He has no loyalty one to one side or the other. It's who who can help him the most at that time. That's who he's going to align with. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, so that's kind of a neutral character idea, also to think about. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I think that um, really sets the tone for the role playing side of uh, uh, this episode. My question for you. Um, players nathan and jocelyn Mm -hmm. uh if you had to kind of point to an alignment for your characters in our game what where would you point exactly she's probably chaotic good or chaotic neutral probably leaning towards chaotic neutral (laughs) she's just kind of going in there doing what's most fun at the moment like heck yeah that looks great try that one (laughs) what about you nathan i think this is really tough. I think I would, uh, I'd say he is more of a neutral good. Mm. He is certainly looking out for himself, trying to run from the Imperium, trying to just hide and save himself. But at the same time, he knows what the Imperium can do, and he's trying to help those to not have to face what he has to face. But at the same time, mm. it's like, it's either me or them sometimes, and sometimes mm. it's going to have to be me. Okay. Nice. How about you, Joseph? Uh, I would say Malamar is kind of like a lawful good. Um, his vice 
is just trying to always get ahead of the enemy when he knows there's ways to to like get intelligence or what have you mm -hmm. i i was on google images like look because people make all these like charts for like the alignments oh, yeah. and you know oh, yeah. fiction fan fictions and stuff for like you know for movies mm -hmm. or whatever uh -huh. and i saw one with uh uh the dark knight and officer gordon mm -hmm. is i i think my character is more like him he's just extremely uh i don't I, he's got a lot of quirks like the throwing up and he's got he's got a vice <laughs> but at the end of the day his mission is still the same he's just totally displaced from where he's supposed to be right cool that's awesome let's do the thing let's do the thing do it Time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Kazaa Games presents Star Wars. This is the Journeys of the Projectile Comet. Yes! Chapter 3. Our crew has arrived on the planet with the Zerka headquarters, where they are now looking to assume new identities that will allow them to gain access to the areas that they need to without attracting too much attention. They uh, approach are approaching a wonderful, bright-lit casino, and that's where we will begin. Oh, yeah. But before we can do that, oh. we have to talk about how this game handles leveling up or oh yeah it's not leveling up it's gaining experience because you don't have designated levels you are awarded experience based on your exploits so based on your exploits so far i have awarded each of you 15 experience points to spend mm -hmm. now you can spend nice. that a couple of different ways you can improve skills such as your skullduggery persuasion things of that nature or you can buy specialization skills which if you look at them in the rule book they look like a skill tree you would find in any mmo or rpg video game mm -hmm. you start at the top and work your way down and as you get down the skills and benefits become bigger and bigger so we'll start with uh jocelyn or um you're in the game Athen, that's right. I have it in front of me. Athen, uh, we're going to start with you since you are, you have actually played this before and you've done this situation before. Mm -hmm. have, have you decided what Athen would like to do with her 15 experience points? Yeah, so she wants to buy a level of Tinkerer. Okay. That looks pretty fun. May add one additional hard point to a number of items equal to ranks in Tinkerer. Each so item that... may only be modified once. And so a hard point is basically a modification to normally a weapon, but it can be anything. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay. So you get to select items for hard points. You have currently you have a light blaster pistol, a uh, comlink, a hand scanner, 
stim packs, ration packs. I assume the light blaster pistol. Oh, so it's not like an ongoing skill thing that I can do? It's like um, I only get to do it once right now? No, I, I don't think so. I'm not going to rule that way. That's what the what my little app tried to do for me. But I'm okay. not. I, I, this app, I don't trust to have all the tools. <laughs> I do trust it. Um, um, but so she wants to do that. And then also grit. So I'm going to gain a plus one to my strain threshold. It costs 10, but I can go ahead and buy it, right? It uh, okay, so to take that one, you would have to take Utini first. So you could, if you wanted to, you could take Utini, then Grit, but... Yeah, I think Tinkerer and Solid Repairs looks like a good okay. good way to go, considering that we were almost vaporized last time. <laughs> Indeed. It would be nice <laughs> if right. I could run around and, like, you know, frantically patch things. Okay, so you would... You spent all 15 on your specialization tree this time. I did. Blowing it. Blowing it off. All right. Uh, Nathan, or as we're going to call you from now on, Toady. Toady. Awesome. So you said for upgrading, uh, what are they called? The class skills. The the, one the, that... the, so you have, you, have, you, have, you can upgrade any skill, but your career skills, you can upgrade cheaper than non-career skills. Okay. So career skills are ones that you got from either your career or your background. They were marked as career, and they should be marked as career on your on your character sheet. Okay. So those, if you're just upgrading a career skill, it's the level of skill that you're going to. For instance, if you're leveling up from one to two, it'll be five times two. It'll be ten experience points to level up to level two for a career skill. Now, if it's a non-career skill, it's an additional 5 XP, so a level 2 will cost you 15. Well, that's interesting. That's interesting. Hmm. He I says said, in the way that means that it's not interesting at all. It's really something he doesn't yeah. like, but he's trying to play. <laughs> <laughs> Called, call him out. Well, I did want to take a level in confidence. After reading what that did, I would like to take a level in confidence. Okay, so we will mark confidence for you. And... I think I'll also take a level in point blank. That has been something that seems like I need. Just so everybody is aware what those do, uh, confidence will allow you to decrease the difficulty of discipline checks to avoid fear per one uh, by one per rank of confidence. So decreasing the difficulty means if I tell you it's a hard check, all of a sudden it becomes a medium check you know, or a challenging check. So you get to affect the dice pool that I have to play with by your confidence. Now, point blank, you get to add one damage per rank of point blank to damage of one successful hit of ranged weapons made while at close range or engaged. So it allows you to get up close and personal with your targets. Get in there and punch them good. I feel like there's going to be some people throwing fisticuffs. So, uh... <laughs> shenanigans. And I'm just marking that on my sheet as well. Mm -hmm. That's what you're taking so I can... The GM's taking I'll, note. Uh... That's going to come back to get us, you guys. <laughs> Finally, Malamar, mm -hmm. our pilot. Yes, sir. Uh, what are you going to do with your 15 experience points? So I am going to upgrade... I think I want to upgrade my skills. So... What skill are you looking at? Okay. That as yeah. So, for instance, uh, deception. Okay. So, deception is a career skill for you. Mm -hmm. So, you currently have two ranks in it. So, you're going to go to rank three. Right. So, for a career skill, it's the rank you're going to times five. So, it'll cost you all 15 experience points to take deception up to rank three. Understood. But by doing that, you are going to throw three yellow dice Whoa. for your deception Whoa. rolls. Right. 
Oh heck. Yeah, boy. Okay. Which, uh, you're gonna upgrade from two two yellow and one green to three yellows. Which uh, that's as you know, those yellow dice are very nice. Yes, they are. They're very friendly to you. Extremely nice. Oh my gosh. So is that what you would like to do? It would eat up all your experience. So. Yeah, I, I I think um him being who he is, uh, Mister Tolturn, um, mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be wise to eat up all of my experience points. But I don't know. It feels early in the game, so I might be able to. I'll probably get more later. Yeah, we're doing this now because it's a good time for us to do it. Mm-hmm. But I will I will be awarding at the end of. It will, at the end of every session, I'll award you some, and then at the beginning of the next session, you guys can just tell me what you buy. We just want to walk through so right. everybody knows kind of what's going on behind the scenes. Okay, so and go ahead, Jocelyn. Sorry, just as a player, like if you scan down your skill tree and you're like, oh, there's something down there that's like so super cool and awesome, mm-hmm. and you like really, really want that, um, that would be the only reason that I would save any uh, XP. Just mm. I mean that's just me, so like don't feel pressure or whatever. Right. But. No, yeah, that makes that makes total sense. And you know, eventually it gets to the point where you do have to save anyway just to upgrade anything because you'll get to that point where, well, to, to upgrade even deception is going to cost me twenty XP. Mm-hmm. That's going to be at probably two sessions worth of experience just to get that. So right, I'm personally looking down all the uh, the skill tree, oh. and I'm looking at those end level skills. I'm like, ooh. Those look good down there. Let me <laughs> yeah, save up right. for those. Hang on, though. Right. All right. So I just upgraded my deception to uh, rank three. I got three yellow. All dice. right. That's awesome. Oh, dang. All right. Cool. So that takes care of that. Now we get to do the other fun part. I'm going to roll a D100 for everybody. Oh, will... no. This part. Yeah. <laughs> I got to roll on your obligation to see which if remember you guys currently as a group have 65 percent chance of an obligation tripping uh because of the obligation you guys took mm-hmm. all right so whoopsie <laughs> oh i just missed it too i rolled a 66 so you guys are safe Ooh. wow okay. for another day yeah for another day all right, now you can go onto your character sheets. There should be a button that says Roll Destiny. Roll! Yeah, oh, one. Yes. One. Oh, no. Bad oh, two darks oh, no. and one light. No. All right. No. I actually no. rolled light for once. Let's go. And, and just, just to remind everyone, the Destiny pool is a set of points that can be used to affect future dice rolls or just the story in general as a... As the GM or the players see fit. Uh, so the players, if they see that there is going to be a tough roll coming up, they can use their light side point to either downgrade the difficulty or upgrade their skills. Where I can use the dark side points to upgrade the difficulty or maybe just introduce another complication. That's a really fancy way of saying you're going to wreck us. <laughs> I just like it because it's a it's an open way for the game for you guys to see what's going on and to prevent some GM cheese as it were. Mm-hmm. You know, I have resources that I can use to do it, but by doing it, I give you resources in the same time. Whereas if you use your light side point, it turns it into a dark side point for me. 
if I use a dark side point, it turns it into a light side point for you. So it's not it's not going to completely wreck the game when I can't just be like, well, I'm just going to do this just because I think it'll be fun. No, I have to have the resources to pull it off. Right. Provides so. balance, if you and, will. Yeah, <laughs> there's a balance to the force, except it's slightly tilted in my favor right now. Uh, <laughs> so, so are we going to have four dark and two light? Like, are we adding to what we had left at the end of last time? Or is it just no, wiped we, and we do? We okay. clear it. I clear it before every session. It starts okay. fresh every session. Uh, all right. So we are, you guys asked at the last, uh, at the end of the last session, if there was a casino you guys could go to mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you could potentially find some identities because you guys didn't feel comfortable going to the Zerker Corp uh, and using your own uh, cylinders because your cylinders might be uh, on the wanted boards. Mm-hmm. So Athen wants to talk to Malamar and... Um... Cody, like, guys, I forgot. Like, we have all this stuff that Malamar managed to pull off of those two dudes. Is there a reason we're not using that? Like, are we worried that has already been flagged in the system or something, Cody? Like, I don't know if you know this stuff. Are you talking about the... Uh... Well, you remember, oh. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, back yeah. in the first session, Malamar managed to totally pick these guys' pockets, but mm-hmm. then the Imperial... I pulled it off of him. The Imperial soldiers? Oh, right. Yeah. I'm, like, sitting at the, the, the diner table with them. Yeah, when you got mm-hmm. drunk. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And your puking led to our escapes. What a light. Yeah. He's such a lightweight. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm with you, uh, Athen. Now, GM, as an ex-Imperial soldier, would I know anything about how quickly they probably would have gotten them out of the system? or? Well, let's uh, have you make a nice uh, warfare. That would be warfare. the one. Yes, okay. warfare knowledge. You don't have any points in it, but you can roll for it. And... Oh, two successes. And a threat. <laughs> well, actually, no, no threat because you are you rolled an advantage too, so you just two successes. Based on how quickly you guys got out there uh, and how well the holonet works, it's very likely that those have been reported. Now, if Zerka knows, a, maybe... But they also, you do know they work for ISB, so you probably don't want to <laughs> risk it. That's true. ISB is a, for those that Not don't know, gamble, huh? it's the Imperial Security Bureau. They are kind of like the Imperial FBI kind of deal. So I have an idea. If, if, we, <laughs> if we get into the casino. Uh-huh. Uh, Athen, what if uh, you, yeah. dressed Very as nice. one of the casino table workers and ran a table and I could participate and play at that table and yeah. maybe deceive some of the people there and potentially swipe something. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Very good. Very good. Sounds All like right. a good plan indeed. But the, uh, the only question is, and he kind of gestures to himself, how shall we hide ourselves? Well, I mean, we're doing costumes. Do you want to, do you want to go as like a super cool rich dude? I mean, we could always just like guess you up or something. Ooh, that's a great idea. Why not? You, you could like add class to our table, like extra pizzazz. So we got we got me the like you know the person running the game, and then we've got you you know looking real flashy, and then we got Malamar being like unassuming but picking pockets and whatnot. Yes, what imperial soldier would guess an ex-imperial to be dressed all classy? Right, <laughs> it's the safest place to be. Like 
you know, the closer you are to danger, the further you are from harm and whatnot. Right. Out of sight and uh, plain sight. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to make, uh, are you making costumes? Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah. Like, I was kind of assuming I would just sort of walk my way into the back entrance where nobody pays attention to workers anyway and just like slip into a gym locker and take something and be like you know casino but we got to get something else for the dudes you were talking about gussing them up so i think yeah. that would be making disguises of some sort yeah making or gatherings from somewhere what are the chances that the people at the casino like the, the people who work there uh, mm -hmm. what are the chances that they know Malamar because he frequents there? Oh, do you frequent here, Malamar? For intelligence purposes. <laughs> okay. Uh, for intelligence uh, purposes only. Is that a possibility? Yeah, sure. Let's, um, you know what? Casinos probably have some shady things going on inside. Uh, we'll go ahead and, uh, go ahead and make it an underworld intelligence check. Let me set the difficulty real quick before you roll. Mm -hmm. Do you know one of the huts that were here <laughs> Do huts See, work here? So he, I, I think you're. We're gonna say he's looking for a name that he can drop at the door. I like some of that. Go for it, Malmar. All right. Uh, so wow, you got two successes out of all of that. Man, oh, man. Oh, but wow. at least successes. So take it. Yeah. yeah. So let's get you a name. Uh, you are the name is Fato. F A T O. How, how appropriate that Malamar would know somebody named Fato. 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 Okay. Fato Fazian. So, in a past life, Athen was actually pretty rich and swanky. Can she use some of her knowledge to make sure that these two are gussied up appropriately? Like, uh, I'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, okay. So, so Fato is a gambler mm -hmm. who uh, used to work for the Huts. Mm -hmm. um, he has a fondness for betting on swoop racing. So that is who you're looking for. Yes. Well, it's not necessarily who you're looking for, but... It's just a name that I'm going to use to get in a, into the building. Yeah. All right. Uh, yes. It's getting back to what you are trying to accomplish there, Athen. You are trying to make sure they are gussied up appropriately. Mm-hmm. That's probably going to be a skullduggery. I was trying to use my knowledge, I guess, like, Educate education, kind of, because she used to be like she's from a really wealthy family, and she's actually fairly smart. Like she used to be a pretty successful scientist and whatnot. And because of her family's position, she would attend like swanky parties. Mm -hmm. So she would have at least seen like the way people dress and kind of what was. It might be like slightly out of style now, but it would at least be authentic, you know. All right, I'll give it to you. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and just go ahead and make it roll. With the education one? Yeah, I'll give it to you the education one. Yeah, huh? yeah I'm gonna say you probably you you you're not sure anymore. Uh, it's been long know, enough that it's been long right. enough, and this is this is not your home planet either. So it's not where you grew up. So. At least I know what to tell them to definitely not do. Yes, you can tell them what not to do as far as behaviors, but you cannot. You're you're not sure of the style anymore. Toby, or Toady, anything uh, that you would like to do in preparation for walking into this casino? At this point, I feel like I'm kind of on the uh, the whim of everyone else here. I don't know a lot about the inner workings of the underground. I'm 
still trying to figure that out myself. Mm-hmm. Is there any way I could try to like prepare myself for the chance of Imperial soldiers being there? Like meditate in a quiet corner of the yeah. ship, just like Lamaz breathing. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to make a perception check and go ahead and just kind of do a cursory perception check to see if you notice any Imperial presence kind of walking around. Sure. Hmm. Oh, uh, no. No. Too no. many flashing lights. You don't notice anything. <laughs> uh, the three fails is going to definitely give you a no. <laughs> You are you are not prepared. <laughs> not at all. All right. So uh, you guys have a map. You guys can see kind of the basic layout. It's it's uh yeah. I'm gonna leave it up to you guys. All right. Is there a like back entrance? Let's see. I'm trying to get. There's one over to the right of the map. There's a side entrance. There okay, is cool. a back. There is a back entrance from where you guys are. Okay, so would I be right in assuming that this little staircase thing over here is probably where employees come in, or no? You can make an education check, see if you, or a perception check. How would you feel about a streetwise check? Sure, I'll give it to you. Well, well uh, okay then. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know where the back door is. <laughs> I'm gonna say, because you rolled three successes and one advantage, yes, that is where the employees enter from. And it just so happens it's been propped open because there is an employee ah! taking a smoke break. Heckin' yes. Okay, so um, we have, I assume we've managed to sneak our way onto the planet. We've successfully parked the projectile comet. Mm-hmm. We sort of, like, walked our way up the street. And kind of before we get into sight of, like, any of these, you know, dudes at the front gate or whatever, I'm just going to, like, have given Malamar and Toadie all of my advice, at least on what not to do. And I'm going to be like, okay, well, good luck, you guys. I'm going to see you inside. And I'm just going to keep walking. (laughs) I love it. Through the back door. (laughs) As you enter the door, you realize you are in the kitchen. And there is a Trandoshan who is manning the stoves. Mm -hmm. Uh, He doesn't look up because he's he's busy with all his stuff. Mm -hmm. He yells out, Torian. I need you to take that platter to table five. Sure thing, boss. I'm going to grab an apron off of like one of the, because there's aprons everywhere in kitchens, right? Yeah, right, of course. So just going to like slap an apron on that and take the thing and go to, what's the table? Table five. Excellent. I'm taking the tray to table five. I, I just take the take the tray in and yeah. my my best, most waitressy quiet style like oh yes we're cool <laughs> just like pass things around <laughs> you know how they always do because i could totally be a runner it's like who ordered the spaghetti bolognese yeah i'll, I'll give it to you because you rolled so well in your streetwise check you're, yes. you're probably fitting in nicely so you're in uh let's go to our two uh two other compatriots crew members Oh. Compatriots. <laughs> yes our our compatriots uh who are still outside were we able to get them like cool outfits before we got here? I mean, you did the best you could. <laughs> so as just going back, Athen just runs off to the side. I just look over to uh, Malamar and just. So she just left us here. Yeah, kind of, kind of seems like it. I think we're <laughs> gonna just try and <laughs> wing this as best we can. I thought that was part of the plan, you guys. <laughs> uh, so hey, uh, Toadie, just follow my lead, okay? Yeah, sure. As you approach the front doors, at each door is standing a uh, security droid. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing, as they see you approach, they ask for your 
code cylinders. So they, yeah, they so they asked for those, and obviously we don't have them, right? We don't have them, or we have the, you, you, the ones that I stole. You have the ones you stole and your personal ones, right? But you're pretty sure all four of those are probably tainted fruit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got it. I guess we uh, hand it to him, right? And I say, we heard from Fato that tonight's going to be quite the quite the night. I think he might be expecting us inside. So are you handing him your personal one? I guess, I'm, well, I'm giving him the, I guess the one I stole, right? It's up to you which one you want to hand him. You have one that's Malamars and one that's an no. ISB agent that you stole. Yeah. Now, so, do these look like Imperial droids or do they look like they kind of belong to the casino? Oh, they belong to the casino. Okay. 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 I'm going to get, okay. I'm giving them uh, my personal one, but I'm going to drop the name that Fato is expecting us. Okay. Cool. 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 Can I roll for deception? Yeah, go ahead and roll. It's going to be a post. Let me see what they're... Uh, yeah, it should go ahead and roll. All right. Deception with three yellow dice. Boom. Okay. Oh, dang. Oh, yes. So succeed oh. with super advantage. Uh, so advantage. That's a su- one, one success and one... four advantages. Yeah, that's, oh, I love yeah. it. I love it. So I'm going to say, yeah, the, as soon as you say the word Vato, uh, you could kind of see the the droid twitch a little bit, almost as if alternate programming has uh, kicked Ooh. in, and uh, you get the all clear to enter with uh, no issues. Yeah, the droid just kind of then the doors open and the droid steps to the side. And I, uh, Malamar just gives uh, Toady a little nudge with his elbow, like, "Oh yeah, come on, let's go." <laughs> just I stick close, stay in silent the whole time, just. Kind of acting like a bodyguard in a sense, I guess. Just uh, because, yeah, that makes sense. You're a nice. You're a high value person. You wouldn't go anywhere without a bodyguard, would you? Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's how. That's right, right, how right. I live my life. <laughs> as, as graceful as I am, uh, puking <laughs> upon landing everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, have I had my Dramamine? You had oh it yeah, we ship. forced fed you Dramamine. Did you take your Dramamine? <laughs> I think you were dosed if you didn't have it. So Remember, you were super dosed and you were drive heaving on the ship. Oh, that's right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, okay, cool, 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 cool. So, I'm dosed up. Probably by the end of this session, I'm probably going to need to get some more before I get back on another on another ship. Um, right. All right. So, I guess we're inside the building here. You guys are inside. It's kind of a reception area. Mm-hmm. The receptionist is not there so you guys are free to walk it right on in i'm yeah i'm going to the gambling tables uh first thing so toady as you walk through this casino you can probably see from where you're see on the map but there is an imperial presence inside the casino oh no there are a couple of stormtroopers they're off duty everybody's off duty here they're not on official duty but you know they still have their armor helmets may be off but their armor is still on and then and as you guys make your way to maybe the the main gambling room, uh, you'll notice there are some more Imperial officers kind of hanging out around uh, one of the tables. As we get closer to one of the tables, I just kind of lean into Mal and I just say, if we could uh, avoid the table with them. Oh, you didn't want to go see your friends? <laughs> he just looks down at you. He just—you can tell he has murder on the eyes. Just you better not do this to him. Murderous eyeballs. <laughs> he said. Uh, right. Malamar says, well, "Listen, buddy, I'm not a fan of them either. So, well, yeah, here, 
let's get out of here. We'll go uh, check out the gambling tables. <laughs> Athen, you, you, are you still working the room in the dining area? or? Well, I delivered the food, and then I come back to the kitchen as quietly as possible. And I basically want to look like I'm circulating with, you know, hors d'oeuvres or whatever. So I just uh-huh. kind of grab either, like, a bunch of drinks or, right. like, a convenient plate of food. And I want to try to make my way towards the gambling rooms. Okay, so uh, for everybody, the gambling room is the big room over on the left side of the map. So you guys can make your way over that way. Um, so from the room, the reception area we're in, I'm Malamar is going to go into the first door on the left because uh, he sees oh. the Imperial presence directly in front of them. Okay, and he realizes it's a stairwell. And it goes up, and he's like, <laughs> and <laughs> Malamar says. Uh, this is, is, are we in the right place? Where are we, where do I go? I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually cut through the doors to your, keep going left. And then he Wait. makes his way th- out of that be... room and he's now, he's now next to the bar in the, the, yes. the actual casino. The actual casino, yes. And, uh, we'll say there's some more people making their way that way so so Tati uh, so kind of just got by the door thinking he was doing something weird just acting normal and then realized when he's not coming out he kind of just opens the doors like wow and malamar looks around and he's like oh did i lose him Crap. <laughs> <laughs> he had one job all right, so, Ethan, as you come out of the dining room, you see the stormtroopers kind of hanging out in the main area as well as a couple of Gamorians who are probably acting as additional security for the uh, for the casino. Wait, has he... I thought he was following Mal through the doors. No? No, Toady kind of... I think he lost him. <laughs> yeah, he was going to stand guard because he thought, you know, that, that room didn't seem like somewhere to go. Uh-huh. And then he was just going to stand guard like, oh, okay, I guess this is what we're doing now. And now he's yeah. kind of just standing there completely lost. Oh, boy. So, um, as Athen was, like, circulating with her hors d'oeuvres or whatever, can mm-hmm. she, I guess she can't really see through to Toadie in this room, can she? No, not really, because he's kind of down some stairs around the desk. Okay, well, she's still, like, made it into the casino room, and uh, she's looking for, I mean, she's definitely, like, you know, orders, but she's also looking for a place that looks like maybe uh, a door that leads to like a staff break room or something like that. Actually, the closest thing you're going to see is the door that Mal came through mm-hmm. down towards the bottom of the map on the just behind the bar. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to be your closest. Okay, so orders, orders, orders. Anyone? Oh, hey, Mal, orders. <laughs> and through here. So in here, does she? Is it just stairs? Like, does she see anything? There's stairs that go up, but it, there's that hallway that goes back into a storage area too. If that's something that would be interesting of you. Uh, well, she wants to hop into the storage room and see if there's any like, cause you know how casinos like all the all the people at the tables have like it's usually like some sort of uniform like kind of a white shirt like black vest yeah yeah, whatever. yeah. i assume it's a similar you know for space casinos yeah so give me a yeah streetwise i'll give you streetwise okay oh heck 
Oh my gosh, you guys are rolling really well. Wow. Dice are hot tonight. Dice are hot. <laughs> All right, so streetwise, yeah, I'll give it to you. You are able to find a dealer's uniform. Sweet. So she ditches the tray, changes into the dealer's uniform, and on the way back through, she's going to stick her head out and be like, Tony. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Tony's looking the exact opposite way and just kind of like immediately kind of reaches towards Splasher. Who's that? Who's that? Tony, come on. Oh, like go around. Oh, oh, okay. Can I go through there? Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like a whole pass through and everything. Come on. Make my way through. <laughs> all right. So uh, we are all in the casino room. And has Malamar like picked a table or what's malamar up to now yeah so by the time they get back uh gm let me know if this is okay but i would like to have drawn a crowd with like the gambling like in our game Mm -hmm. to maybe have formed like like a distraction essentially like i'm just drawing a lot of people around with a really fun game whatever it is that table is that we're playing in the middle let's see i want you to roll for this okay once again, we don't have a performance either, so hmm. I would say I would. Oof. Can you maybe tell we've been playing a lot of D and D? Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe some skull dugger. What about cool? Cool, yeah, I'll give you that. Let's do cool. Yeah, okay, so, that sounds fitting I'll, to me. I'll give you. I'll give so kind of like charisma. charisma. Or, yeah, cool or charm. Similar to charisma. Mm-hmm. All right. Or charm. I'll give you either one, but yeah, go for it and roll to see how well it goes. All right, cool roll. How big of a crowd you can draw. Success and advantage. All right, Whoa. so which table are you at? Well, when you walk in the room from, from where those Imperial soldiers were, it's the on the left. But if you walked in from where I did behind so, the bar, like I, you know, like a like a person right, who so looks very let me suspicious. Put a crowd around you, M- Mr. Cool. So, so Teddy's uh, kind of like right behind him ish, not up at the table, just kind of facing uh, yeah, away. You making kinda, sure. So, got a nice little decent crowd. Uh, you get some action on this table, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. Toady, Athen, you see Malamar's got a good crowd around his table now. There's some hooting and hollering like you'd expect to hear around the table where there's a lot of action going on. Tony, what do you think? Should we try to like pick pockets? I kind of assume Malamar would be doing this pocket picking business, but he seems to be having this this whole distraction thing on lock. What are your thoughts? I don't think I could pick pockets that well, but I could try <laughs> to uh, try to do something at least. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, it would be a skullduggery check to pick a pocket. You know, I'm not I'm not especially good at pocket picking either. Really, how are you at it, Tony? Not that very good at all. <laughs> I've got four greens. I don't have a rank yeah, in it. Yeah, I, I don't have any rank in it. But I'm, I'm trying to see if I can... Maybe one of these people off of the side, I I kind of go up to and say, You there, don't you uh, don't you owe my boss some money? Go! <laughs> Are you trying to intimidate somebody? I, I think I am. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. I believe... Malamar looks at yeah. Toady and he's like, Toady, hey, good. What are you doing over here, buddy? Uh, I didn't know you were even in here. Do you want? How about you play and uh, enjoy the the festivities? So I, I say that and I look back and I, I, the guy I said it to, I'm assuming it's uh, the person I said. I'm assuming it's this person right here. But I kind of look at him like dead eye, look back to him and say, 
I guess I was wrong and just walk no. away. Just, just kind of, you know, get a little bit of my, my presence here. You know what I mean? Right. Do we need All to get right. your optical uh, imagery sensors checked, buddy? I, I think, yeah, you you definitely don't know this guy. I promise. He, no, you don't. I don't think you know him. And Malamar like grabs some of the dice, puts it in, puts it in his hand. Like, why don't you play with us? Let's just have a good time, okay? He picks up the dice, kind of rolls them in his hands, just nods and goes in a whirl. All right, and you win. Yay! Hey. So you're gonna win a grand total of yeah, 223 credits. Okay. Wow. Wow. Whoa, heck. I, I want to give that a roll. Holy crap! And Malamar is a loser. Ooh, oh, 30, what is it? So I got 39. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Hey. It's, it's a it's a pass or fail system, but sure. you, you, you oh. have lost and you lose sixty seven credits. Oh no. <laughs> I I got a I got a heck of a lot of credits. It wins. <laughs> and just to remind me of the mission here, we are trying to take uh IDs, right? You're trying to steal some IDs so okay. you can get into the Zerka headquarters and steal the train schematics, which you're supposed to rob. <laughs> okay. And so Malamar uh looks over at um Athen and says uh, hey, dealer, why don't you set us up uh, a card game over at the card tables? Anybody want to join us? And Malamar kind of opens up the, the invitation to where Athen can deal and we play at the card tables. Perfect. So I'm going to need you to make a either. Yeah, it's going to be a coercion check this time. Can I? Uh, is there any way I can assist him in saying that? Just, uh, oh, yeah. Why don't you try to win some of the money you lost? Tody, you can assist by assisting. I'm gonna give a boost die to Malmar. Malmar, thank you. Mm -hmm. So, Malmar, your dice pool is set. All you have to do is push the roll button. All right, let's see. Oh, oh. I didn't apply the boost die. A success and a threat. Oh, let's um, just see what the, this boost rolls. Hopefully, it uh, gets us out of the sticky situation. Yeah, so, you the ah! boost I gave you an advantage, but Woo! so you. You didn't, you succeeded, you just succeeded. Yeah, the advantage will save you from the threat. Oh, so great. That's good. I nice. Guess. Yeah, so the, the advantage helped you out. Great. You attract a crowd. Mm -hmm. uh, so here, here's our card table. So I'm going to set Athen up in the dealer chair. Yeah. Malamar will be set up around one of the seats. Cody, are you playing in this card game? Yes, I am. <laughs> He's like, by golly. And then let's see who you drew into this game for fun. We'll say this guy. He's going to sit over here away from Toady. Being that Toady. Toady's intimidating. Yeah, Toady <laughs> yelled at him. <laughs> uh, we'll have the Wookiee join you. I apologize. I was sorry. <laughs> In the worst way possible of saying it wasn't you. My bad. <laughs> well, uh, my bad. Well, uh, join you. Oh, and for fun, one more person is going to show up. This guy right here. I don't know if you can see his name or not, Cody. Uh, I... it's, it's an Imperial officer. Oh, that's that's fun. And he's playing cards with you. Oh, boy. All right, we'll no just pressure. take him to the cleaner. It's fine. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no pressure. Hey, anything uh, we steal from the Imperials is money towards the rebellion, right? It's fine. Yeah. Well, hey, that's what I'm talking about, brother. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know the text is really small, but that is an ISB agent. Oh, that's playing is... cards with you. So you know, you can steal from him if you want. Is there anyone notable inside the casino with us? Notable. You mean somebody who you would recognize, pe- other people would recognize? Well, so looking around the uh, ca- the casino, there's two um, flights of stairs on the back ends, back two corners, and they go up to their own uh, respective, like, second floor, second platforms. Yes, I see. Yeah, is, I see the balconies you're talking about. Yeah. There. Is there anyone up there that's just, like, irresistible? <laughs> irresistible. Irres- <laughs> What's it? Irresistible. Well, probably not irresistible, but there is uh, somebody dressed in a true Imperial officer uniform, as you've seen in the movies a million times. So they have a rank. They are not a foot soldier. They are not ISB. They are an officer. Okay. Uh, seems to be a pilot who is bragging about all of his exploits. Um, and off to the other side is a cleaning droid. So... Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Just curious. That's what you got. Uh, so, dealer. I pulled out my best dealer knowledge. I'm I'm shuffling and dealing, and you know. Are you trying house. to? Are you just dealing, or are you trying to rig? Uh, I'm just dealing. I think because I'm the distraction, so I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to make it too spicy. I want to like just make them be having a really good time and not thinking about their pockets. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go for it. You have education, so we assume you know how to play basic, some of the basic card games. Right. Malamar, Toady, what's going on with you guys? I'm I'm putting in some bets towards the uh, this game, and yeah. uh, just uh, the 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 imperial officer that uh, sat down next to us. He he isn't the one in the fully dressed, correct? No, he is. This is an ISB agent. ISB. He's an he's an investigator. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, okay. I kind of, uh, <laughs> I kind of nudge Mal, and uh, <laughs> just kind of give him a nudge and glance my eyes toward the ISB <laughs> officer. <laughs> just give him a, a slight nod. <laughs> Malamar is like trying not to make eye contact. Eye contact, like God, this is what I get for bringing new people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I, 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 I get it. Get it. And Malamar raises a hand and says, "Let's get a round of drinks for everybody. Let's get the let's get the conversation flowing." <laughs> All right. Oh uh, no. <laughs> so so Mal- around a, mm-hmm. a round of drinks arise for the table. Malamar looks at the ISB agent and says, "Uh, where have you been? Where have you been touring lately? Where have you been uh working?" Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the, frantically deals. <laughs> recently been dealing with uh, a string of peculiar robberies in the uh, in the outer rim. Peculiar? What? Do, what? When you say peculiar, what are we talking? Mm-hmm. What are we talking? How how peculiar can it be? Well, somehow someone's gotten a hold of our transport schedules. Mm. We're trying to uh, figure out. Who's targeting them and why? And uh, mm-hmm. I feel like there could be 
some either an insider or mm-hmm. why do you ask? That sounds sounds hairy. You guys have a hard job. I couldn't I couldn't imagine doing that. What do you do? Well, I own a couple of uh, uh, sort of plantation type things uh, out in the out in the galaxy. You know, we're ranchers and whatnot. We uh, farm out uh, uh, moisture g- moisture egg, moisture egg seeds. Um, <laughs> oh, why? And yeah, so that's where uh, you know the you you got a few operations running and you get passive income that kind of stuff. So. Why not? I'm just here for the weekend. Uh, so let's go ahead and have a deception check. I know you were taking to use that. I'm somewhere, itching. Right? Itching. He's like, I'm ready. So go ahead uh, and make your deception roll. This, of course, is opposed to his... Four advantages. Four Whoa. advantages. Well, you better hope he doesn't roll any successes. Then. <laughs> oh. oh. Is it too late to use a force die? Ooh. Okay, so he rolled. Ooh. Oh, so your advantages are canceled out by his threats. Big oof. And he did roll a fail, which equates to a success for him. So a failure for you. Mm-hmm. Now, the I, the thing is, you can't tell that he's not buying your story because he's not giving. He's not telling you. He's not giving it away. He says, "Well, oh, that's interesting." Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, okay. Uh, he says, uh, "Your uh, your friend here, uh, he's he's a well built fellow." Uh, Malamar is farming. Go ahead. Farming uh, must be must be a physically demanding job. Malamar's kind of used to like this sort of poker face talk, uh, particularly in these sort of settings. Um, and he's, you know, it's his turn to ante up. So he, you know, he ante's up. Uh, I don't know how much did I, how much, how much credits do I have now? Because I know I just lost a little bit. Um, you lost like 60 some, 67. 63. Sixty-seven is what he lost. So, uh, How many did I start with? Lost six, sixty-seven. So you had twenty to start this this game with. Okay. Can, so. can I ante up for him? And as I do, sure. ante up myself, and I say, oh, I don't work on those farms. Me, I'm just one of his bodyguards. I have to keep him in line. Sometimes he likes to try to gamble a little bit too much, and I give him a nudge, and I say, like he almost lost all his money. Let's not forget who pays who here. But anyway, and how am I going to get my payment if you lose all your money? All right, <laughs> you do have a point there. You do have a point there. This is what happens when the flow of conversations kind of takes over. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, so that's how I make my money. That's why I'm here uh, now. And I guess uh, I'm gonna pull like an inglorious bastards move. Have you guys seen that movie? <laughs> Oh, very much. It's, it, I yeah, have it, not, but I I heard of it. So um, I, I've, it's been a minute, but yes, I have seen it. So the ISB agent doesn't know, but I actually have my uh my blaster pointing under the table at him. Ooh. Okay. Just in case 
things get hairy. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready to uh, play my hand. Or I'm, re okay. I'm ready to keep the game going. Yeah. Now, right. Did I need to roll a deception? Did he believe me that I was a bodyguard? Uh, let's go ahead. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, roll it. Uh, dice pool should be set, hopefully. But, cool. uh, deception, you said? Deception. Man, I am not good at that. <laughs> let's go. Well, this this is a let's go let's go. Oh no no! What is despair for him though? Uh, so despair so is a, is a triumph reason. on his end. Oh, so, no. this is bad. This is very bad. So <laughs> this is like, terrifying. Uh, he, once again, he's not giving anything away. He's he's got a good poker face. You guys, you know, you guys aren't sure if it's landing or not. Mal's as far as you guys know, he's buying what you're selling, but Mal's you know. pretty used to these sort of situations, so he's already got his gun out, and <laughs> uh, he and he's pointing it basically between the guy's legs under the table, just like in the movie. Oh, uh, just in case this scene. guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, once again, this guy's not making any sudden moves. Mm -mm. He's 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 just playing cards with you, and you know. As far as you know, he's not not making any moves towards you. He's not being aggressive. He's just playing cards and taking everything you say. Come on, let's get this winning hand to beat this sucker. So. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't like it. Uh, as, you, as, you, as you, you know, uh, Athen, because you're looking out from the table, you do notice the two stormtroopers who were in the lobby, I've now entered the room, but they are no longer looking like they are casual. Oh boy. Their, their mm -hmm. helmets are back on. Um, they uh, they have their rifles out at this point. Uh, Malmar and I have been traveling together for a while, right? So we would have kind of worked out a little code, maybe? Some kind of hand signal. Yeah, so I'd like to give Mal whatever our, our you know, like, look that, look, uh, uh, <laughs> look right yeah. there. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Subtly, you know, so nobody else notices. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So you're kind of giving me like the the motion, the signal, and the, the, oh crap. The, so the oh crap signal. Yeah. The um, Mal like, kind of looks over at Toady on his uh, on his left, to look past him. At the door, at the two uh, Imperial soldiers. Um. Unfazed, doesn't say anything, doesn't really make any, uh, you know, doesn't respond in any way. <clears throat> and he basically looks at Athen to keep playing. Looks at Athens, sorry? To like keep playing, to... like just keep playing. Okay. Yeah, we're just going to keep. I'm still, still playing, still shuffling mm -hmm. very professionally. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, right. yeah. Uh, so he, he, I guess we're, he's going to keep the the ISB agent going, just trying to okay. just continue to warm him up or, or maybe even charm him. Um, so he says, yeah, I listen, I'm, I'm a big fan. You know, the, I'm, I'm ready to see what the, uh, what the empire does next. I, you know, y'all do great work and I'm, I'm, I'm really rooting for you guys. I really appreciate it. Well, it's good to hear some loyalty come from some people. Some people, yeah. Not everyone is as uh, patriotic as you and your friend. 
Well, I don't know about Toadie here, but I'm I'm oh. I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Uh, I that came out wrong. <laughs> not to say Toadie's not a fan, but we we I appreciate your work. I'm not going to speak uh, for my. You... I'm not going to speak for Toadie. What did you say your name was? <laughs> my name. Yes, yours. Uh, Malamar. I got his name is Toady. Malamar. Malamar. Told her. <laughs> Don't know if I've heard that name. Uh, where did you say you're from again? <laughs> I'm, I, and I'm you can struck. feel an uh, and you can feel an uneasiness coming from all the other players at the table. They are all kind of sitting a little bit further back in their chairs, kind of feet underneath them ready to kind of duck and cover in case things get really hairy. Uh, actually, I'm struggling to remember like where Malamar's from. I don't know. If, I don't know if I actually <laughs> oh, no. came up with like a planet because he's an outsider. Oh, no. Or, well, that's his beginnings. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me. Corellia or Tatooine maybe or. I don't know. Yeah, you can pick up. That's you the can... only two I know. Uh, you can pick a, a planet uh, if you know of one. It's not. The, the question is: Are you going to tell him the truth, or are you going to lie through your teeth? Do I notice that uh, Mal has the blaster pointed at the ISP agent? Uh, uh, give me a percep- Give me a perception check. Just give me one second. Let me set the dice. Uh, okay. Okay, I know what I'm going to say. All right, go ahead. The name's yeah. My name's Fato. But you already told. Oh, wait, I already told him. Crap! Your, dang it! I meant. You, you oh, already told I, him. I, I no! just got that idea. Uh, dang it! Uh, Toady, you are clear to roll when you're ready. Uh, where am I from? I really don't think I ever fail with a... two advantages. Okay. The so two advantages. No, you know Malamar. It probably is up to something. You don't know what. So okay. you you probably want to brace yourself for if hit if it hits the fan because uh, I have an idea and this is going to be interesting if this happens. All right. All right, so Malamar, you've already told him your name, and he knows Toadie mm-hmm. is what you call your companion. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what's uh, where are you going to tell him you're from? Okay, and, yeah, and you got to tell me. I do need to know if you're lying or not. Okay, yes, just for my sure, sure, sure. I'm going to lie, um, and I'm going to tell him. Uh, well, to be totally honest with you. I don't know where I'm from. I'm an orphan, and I was shipped around from planet to planet. You know how the system goes. Uh, foster care, you get mm-hmm. shipped around. So, yeah, I okay. to be. You know, I'm from. I'm from Tatooine. I'm from uh, other planets. Uh, uh, Corellia. Yeah, I'm from. Okay. Yeah, you name it. I I all probably right. have a home so, at all of them. You know what he rolls for his, uh, his role, and you know what you're gonna roll. Do you want to spend your destiny die? Yeah, let's go. yeah let's let's do it. To, do you you want to upgrade your your check? Mm-hmm. So go do ahead it. and hit hit uh, on your sheet. There's a use light side mm-hmm. button. Go ahead and do that. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna upgrade your check. Uh, okay. So go ahead and roll deception. Your deception. Mm. Woo. Whoa! Wow. Let's go. One. The beauty part, the, the thing is, using that light side point, paid off. 
Wohek a because success that, of four that, advantage. That green die rolled the success you needed. Wow. <laughs> because you would have failed otherwise. Okay. Let's go. Um, so you succeeded. Uh, so yeah, he, he buys the story, the orphan story that you bounced around the solar, the, the galaxy, as it were, and uh, you don't really have a home. Which may be enough to keep him from actually identifying who you actually are. So, there's a sense of calm over uh, Malamar now, because the conversation's okay. kind of shifted, the energy feels different, and he's actually going to put the gun away. Okay. And kind of lower the defenses and just en- enjoy the, the game. And, and actually uh, sort of immerse himself to where he can pull the job off. All right. Uh, Toady. Okay. What you got going on? Well, um, I just, now that, that I thought there was about to be a climax of a fight breaking down, mm-hmm. I was just going to say, uh, he's just going to keep, uh, playing the game, but Toady is actually going to get a bit more into the game, you know, try to okay. lessen the presence on himself. He's actually just going to start, like, focusing on the game, look, kind of glancing towards everyone, just, uh, keep playing his cards, maybe anteing sometimes, t- taking some time. Okay. Just lower his suspicion, possibly. Yeah, so here's what I want. I want Athens first. Mm. Would you roll me a cool check for me? A cool. I am very cool. Hold on. Just let me double check something real quick. Now go ahead. Sorry. Uh, wait. Now. Sorry. Actually, I'm technically not very cool, but we'll see. Well, there's, this is not... There, there's no challenge to this. What I'm doing, I'm doing this for a reason. Okay, so now uh, I'm gonna have success and two advantage. So that is what you have to beat to win the pot. So I'm gonna have uh, first, I'll have Malamar roll. Okay, let's do the thing. And I'm rolling which one again? Just just a cool check. Cool check. Check it. Dang. Oh. Check it. Oh, dang. I'm on uh, fire okay. today, guys. Uh, Toadie? Nice. I don't think I can beat that with a cool check. I only got two of those. Okay. Go for it. Well, you, well, you can't beat the advantages, but you might beat the successes, which weigh a lot more. Nope. Nope. Oh. All right. Uh, just for our own fun, ISB agent. Uh, I just, oh, I didn't, he didn't get any successes anyway. Well, he got one success, but not enough, no advantage, not enough advantages. So he definitely didn't win the pot. Uh, let's see, what are our other, we have, just for our own sanity, make sure everybody at the table rolls. Ooh, okay. Ooh, interesting. Sasha, Sasha is, uh, Two successes, two advantages. Wow. Uh, he said success is way more. It said something like three advantages equal one. One, one success. success. Well, like never trying to count up stuff like this. Well, I think the Wookiee might win. The Wookiee might win this. <laughs> he rolled three successes, which is insane. He's good at gambling, that Wookiee. Always let the Wookiee win anyway, or he'll rip your arms off. Yeah, the Wookiee wins the pot. Sorry, cool. guys. Wookiee. Oh, so sad. 
Um, yeah, so what are you guys doing? And now that the game's back and seems to be in flow, people are starting mm -hmm. to chat a little bit more about just random stuff. The ISB agent seems to be more focused on the game. Yeah. Uh, so Mal looks over at the ISP agent and says, can I get you a drink? Have you ever had a Retza? I hear that that is one of the best things that you can drink when you're gambling. You put some ice in it, kind of dilutes it, keeps your head cool. Can I get you one of those? My treat. <laughs> That's all right. I've got my own. No, don't. No, I insist. And Mal starts to get up and he walks over to the bar and he's going to order it. Um, order it fresh okay you've ordered a drink and on his way back he's gonna try and pickpocket the isb agent he's gonna, he's gonna oh, pickpocket okay. the isb agent. he's gonna can set the drink to, and can i try to make a distraction uh yes give me a coercion check for me yes this is gonna be kind of more difficult this is uh because you're trying to distract somebody who is actually trained to stay focused. Oh, no. Just going to start off a simple conversation before I roll this of, uh, so how long you worked for the ISB? <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't set the, uh... The difficulty? That's okay. I'll roll for you. Oof. Uh, ooh. Uh, <laughs> well, your advantage is, at least he doesn't know what you're trying to do, but you're not getting his attention and he has, yeah, I've been doing this for about five years now. Oh, wow. But you've seen and your fair share of cases. Indeed I have. I've seen some of the lowest scum this galaxy has to offer. Now we go to the pickpocket part of this whole ordeal. Mm -hmm. which this is going to be very interesting because you're going to do a skullduggery check for a pickpocket. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And it's going to be... I need to set that dice pool up again. And oh, why not? Let's have some fun with this. Oh no! <laughs> I hate it when the GM no, says that. No. Go ahead and roll. I used no. a dark side point. To, uh, I knew it was bad when the GM says, "Let's have some fun." Uh huh. That's never a good. Go song. ahead and roll your skull duggery check. Uh, okay. So that I'm gonna do skulls. it. I'm gonna like do it all at the same time. So I grab the the Retza. And uh, mm -hmm. like a little extra shot of something, something. Um, and I walk mm -hmm. back over to the table. I put the drink in front of him with the extra something, something. And uh -huh. I say, hey, I've heard that if you take this and you, you drink that and then you drink the Retza right after, uh, you, you I, it's like the best buzz you'll ever have in your life. Uh, okay. And okay. so, yeah, we'll go ahead and roll. So, uh -oh. you, as you uh -oh. reach, uh, reach down to grab that code cylinder as you're oh, saying no. this, he just, without even looking up at you, his hand moves with lightning speed and grabs your wrist. Oh. And he just kind of Crap. grabs you, stands up, and you can see the stormtroopers moving to your position. Mm -hmm. He said, you know... You're not the type of scum I traditionally go after. But I won't have any problem taking I, you in. Mal looks Toby in the eye and then looks up at Athen for permission to go crazy. 
Can I like, do something you see, wrong? You see everybody <laughs> else just 